This is a special presentation of Fort Wayne Sports Station, ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 FM. The Crumback Chevrolet High School Coaches Show starts now. Presented by Crumback Chevrolet in New Haven. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Serving Allen County for 46 years in county. On Highway 930, just west of New Haven High School. Here's your host, Justin Kinney. Welcome in, everyone, to a sectional championship week edition of the ESPN High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet. I am Justin Kenny here with D.C. Hendricks producing till 645 tonight, an abbreviated version of the Coaches Show as we give way to the Mastodon's pregame show. As PFW kicking off the home portion of their schedule tonight at the Coliseum against Manchester. Tip off at about 7 o'clock. Brett Rump will be live from the Coliseum for a pregame at 645. So we have to use our time wisely here over the next 45 minutes or so. And we will. We're going to kick it off in just a couple seconds with Dan Vance of Outside the Huddle as we do each and every week here on the Coaches Show. We'll break down sectional championship week. A lot to talk about, a lot to look forward to, and what will be a chilly night tomorrow night under the lights in northeast Indiana. 6.15-ish, Coach Chad Zolman of the Homestead Spartans will join us. We'll look back at the Spartans escaping at Noblesville last Friday in overtime and looking ahead to a rivalry game at home against the Carroll Chargers for a sectional title tomorrow night. Bottom of the hour, Grant Mosier. South Adams Starfire is one of our favorites. Will join us to wrap the show up. A lot to talk about, a lot to go over, and a lot to discuss. As uh, we bring on our first guest of the evening, as we do each and every week, we kick it off with Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net. Dan, what's up? Not much, man. How are you doing? Hey, we're doing great here, and um, a lot to go over. Uh, but before we hit football, I want to uh, throw you some basketball question at you, because okay. this week was the start of girls' basketball season, correct? Yeah, yeah, it is. It uh, started uh, games locally, started Tuesday. And, um, you know, real quick, because we'll get into basketball more, obviously, in the coming weeks, but uh, maybe something or a couple things to pay attention over the next couple weeks. Football is going to dominate the headlines, but uh, as the girls begin, what are some of the things you're keeping an eye on? Well, I think we're keeping an eye on the top of the SAC and, and Homestead and Southside both testing themselves this weekend. Homestead hosting Carmel Saturday afternoon, Southside uh hosting the cathedral on saturday afternoon so some good tests early for them and i think we're just really looking to see uh, where the balance in the sac is i think it's the most interesting thing in the area there's some other balanced conferences but uh homestead southside expected to be at the top can anybody fight with them and then behind them you know it's a it's a tight race uh behind them yeah i what norwell getting a win last night against oak hill who i believe won the state championship last year they did, and they and they were down seven seniors from that team and four starters, but Oak Hill is always the powerhouse. So these big schools that we have in the area um, testing themselves early. I mean, that's a big test for Norwell early, uh, coming out on top of that one. Then obviously with uh, with what Carmel and uh, Southside have, Norwell plays at Warsaw on Saturday, another big test for them there. Uh, so teams really put themselves to the test early in the season and kind of getting a measuring stick of where they can be at at their best. 
Dan Vance outside the huddle out net breaking down girls basketball here really quick. Let's uh let's switch over to football and sectional final week as we mentioned. And um let's start in six A. A lot of people thought we'd have a rematch with Snyder and Homestead this week. Instead, we get a rematch of Carroll and Homestead. Can this one be closer than the first time around when these two teams met in the regular season? I think it can be. I don't think it will be. I think that <laughs> okay, then. There, <laughs> there, there's some differences here, and I think that Homestead really, uh, last week should have been a wake-up call for them. Um, and especially in this round of sectional play where they can really control things a little bit better than they're going to be able to in a regional round. It looks a lot different down in Indianapolis, and I think Homestead learned that very quickly last week. They know they're going to have to make adjustments uh, for beyond this week if they can win a sectional title, but I think that woke them up. I don't think that uh, the Spartans are interested in any kind of scare like that again. One thing that you could take out of that Carroll Snyder game, as as good as it was for the Chargers last week, defensively they gave up over 540 yards of total offense to Snyder. Penalties and turnovers derailed the Panthers on several drives. Um, I believe that Homestead has a better offense than Snyder does. So that, to me, on the turf at Homestead, that's a really difficult challenge for Carroll. I think the all eyes on the defense of Carroll tomorrow to try to slow down those Spartans. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. They're going to have to step up. And it's a good Carroll defense. They play very physical. They're gritty. They're a tough team. But, yeah, like you said, Homestead's offense is on another level. Uh, there's a reason why they're undefeated, why they won the SAC. And we the talk is in the preseason and all season that winning the SAC gets you ready for the postseason. Um, and so I still think Homestead's the most prepared team. But I wouldn't look past Carroll. they got a lot of weapons themselves. Uh, obviously, we've learned what Jeffrey Becker can do. Uh, and he's got a lot of guys to throw the ball to, Leighton Mitchell, uh, chief among them. So they have some options as well. I think it's going to be a, a fun game, but I think in the end, Homestead will do enough to pull away, and, and this one won't be in question late. Another intra-SAC matchup we have coming up tomorrow night is in Class 5A, Sectional 11, Northrop 5-5 five and five at Bishop DeWanger, 9-1. This was a 9-7 DeWanger win just a couple weeks ago in Week 9 of the regular season. Um, is that an aberration? Do we expect as close of a game as we got in Week 9, or do you feel that Bishop DeWanger is a significant favorite in this one tomorrow? I think they're a pretty big favorite, and, and obviously they've rested some people as well in Week 9. Uh, not to take anything away from Northrop, if you watch that game or even parts of that game, Northrop played really good. They did what they had to do. They got after the quarterback defensively, uh, made some plays on offense. Their running game looked good. Their running game looked good last week again. Uh, so Northrop's got some pieces there that could uh, make Bishop Dwinger think a little bit, but playoff Dwinger is playoff Dwinger, and uh, Northrop did not get that in Week 9. Going to Class 4A, Leo at West or Leo at East Noble. A combined one loss between the two. Leo's one defeat came at East Noble in the regular season, 35 to seven. You know, Leo's quarterback position's gotten better with Jackson Barber. Peyton Wall's been Peyton Wall all year long. But my question, I guess, is: is can Leo close the gap between these two teams significantly enough to make tomorrow a decent game in Kendallville? That's going to be tough, and, and part of that becomes. Peyton Wall, of the two games he wasn't Peyton Wall this year, one of them was against East Noble. They didn't hand him the ball a lot. They threw it a lot. Unfortunately, I think that's how you have to beat East Noble. I I don't think that many teams are going to be able to run the ball against East Noble the way they want to. Uh, That defensive line for the Knights is so big. There's a reason why Leo went to a passing game the first time, and Jackson Barber had only thrown the ball 15 to 20 times all season before that game in week five, and then he threw the ball 15 to 20 times in that game. 
So they knew they had to do something a little bit different. Uh, I like this matchup for Leo and the fact that Leo is willing to do things differently. They're willing to test some waters, uh, get a little bit crazy, but I, I don't know that they have the motor to get by East Noble. Dan Vance of Outside the Huddle.net joining us here on the ESPN High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet going over the sectional championship matchups coming up tomorrow night in Northeast Indiana. A team that has to make a bit of a trip, Concordia in Class 3A, Sectional 27. They'll go down to Peru. Peru, ha- Peru has a 1,200-yard uh, a passer. They have a 1,000-yard rusher. Uh, offense has been solid, but do you feel the Tigers can hang around with Concordia in any way tomorrow night? You know, I think there's always a chance. The the issue for them is going to be what they can do defensively. Uh, Concordia, obviously, we know what Amir Drew can do on the ground, but their receivers have been great all year, and they think they've been getting better as we've gotten into the postseason. Obviously, uh, Jalen Vanderbosch and Tyler Grossman, because they're such big targets, get talked about a lot. Uh, Jaron Kendig has played fantastic the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jaden Parton is another threat for them. When you have four or five guys that can catch the ball as well as they do at Concordia, not a lot of teams at the 3A level have defensive backs that can adequately bottle that up. Uh, so I think that Peru's defense is going to be the question here. I think we know their offense is good, and I think we know that Concordia is solid on both sides of the ball. Is Peru solid on defense? If they are, it's a shootout. If they're not, Concordia can blow this one wide open. Of the teams in the area playing for sectional championships tomorrow night, there's only one that has never won a sectional title of any kind. That's the Eastside Blazers. They host Fairfield tomorrow night, sectional 35. Eastside nine-win team. Laban Davis has been improving throughout the year. Uh, The defense has been uh, tough when it needs to. The pick six last week was the winning points over Bishop Lures, holding the Knights to just a pair of field goals. Uh, Does Eastside get it done, make history in Butler tomorrow night with their first-ever sectional championship? I think they do. I, I said at the beginning of this sectional, and I'll stand by it, the winner of that Eastside Woodland game was going to be the one in the driver's seat, and Eastside put the pedal down in the second half there. Uh, and they looked really good consistently last week. I think they're going to want to start a little bit faster again. That's something that they've talked about the entire postseason. They talked out of that Woodland game being 0-0 at half. They did a little bit better last week. I think they're going to come out really fighting hard, and the fact that you've never won a sectional title, I don't know if there's any more, uh, more of a momentum driver than that. Uh, to be the first team to bring that home. I think that Eastside is a very good football team, and I don't know that it would matter who in this sectional was across from them this week, um, but with it being Fairfield and being a, a much-improved Fairfield team, but still not a team that's on Eastside's level, uh, I think the Blazers roll. Dan, we got a couple of teams left in Class 1A in different sectionals, 43 and 44. Let's first off touch on uh, South Adams, who will get Madison Grant at home. Uh, this feels like a mismatch every which way. Argyle's got a, a couple of decent wins to get here, but still a 4-7 and seven team going into undefeated Starfire territory. So South Adams, we, we always kind of fear about a letdown with, with really good teams against inferior opponents, but going to be difficult to see that happening in Burn tomorrow night. Yeah, I don't really see that happening, obviously, uh, as a coach, and I'm sure that uh, Coach Moser will tell you when you talk to him that he's worried about it because coaches are always worried about that, like you said, that letdown, especially when you've had the season South Adams has, uh, the records they've broken, the championship already won. Uh, There's definitely some worry about that, but South Adams is just too strong on both sides of the ball right now. I mean, this is a team that uh, isn't 100%, you know, without Drew Stutzman. Nick Stuber hasn't been 100% all year. Uh, they still find ways to just pour it on. It's not like they find ways to grit out wins. They find ways to pour it on week after week. Uh, and I don't think that there's going to be any exception this week. 
Dan Vance outside the huddle, joining us here on the ESPN High School Coaches Show, presented by Crumback Chevrolet. One game yet to touch on, the other one in Class 1A, Adam Central 10 and 1 at Northfield 7 and 4. Congratulations to the North Norse, knocking off undefeated Southwood last week to reach the championship game. Uh, this one's a little intriguing. I feel like Adam Central continues to kind of fly under the radar as one of the better teams in the area. Obviously, a secondary, uh, a secondary in the ACAC to South Adams, but very impressive overall record for Adams Central. They're going for another sectional championship on the road in Wabash County. Do they get it done at Northfield? I think they do. I think that it's, uh, like you said, it's interesting because I think we all thought this was going to be Adams Central versus Southwood or Adams Central versus Cherubusco. Uh, and then for Northfield to emerge from that side of the bracket, I think is, is quite a surprise to almost everybody with the exception of Northfield. Uh, they got some playmakers. Uh, Levi Fulkerson is a really quality quarterback, uh, and, and he can make some things happen. And we've seen uh, Adam Central be susceptible a little bit defensively to high-quality quarterbacks. We saw that in their one loss, which was against South Adams. But I think that the, the Flying Jets are just too strong of a team, uh, too physical, too aggressive. And they're just a team that can impose their will on the ground. Uh, I don't know the Northfield's going to have an answer for that. And then, obviously, if they get the win, Adam Central can. There's a rematch looming with South Adams and that county rival, uh, and they want to get there, too. So. Yeah, and it's interesting looking at the uh, schedule this week. We have three um, intra division or intra conference matchups with the two with the one in six A, one in five A, one in four A, and then I feel like uh, all the local teams are decided favorites in three A, two A, and one A. Uh, are we heading into a regional week where we have seven teams still alive? And if you had to look at the schedule tomorrow, maybe which is the team of the favorites that we just talked about could be most susceptible to getting clipped tomorrow night? I think of the ones we talked about, I, I think that it's hard to maybe say Homestead is a huge favorite over Carroll because of what Carroll's been doing lately. Uh, and I think that there's a chance that Peru could uh, could get a jump on Concordia, like I said, if they can start fast defensively. But yeah, I think there's a really good chance that we have seven teams playing next week in the regional round. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't count the, uh, the Concordia win just yet against Peru. Obviously, no matter who wins Carroll Homestead, we have one of those teams, but I think uh, Concordia is the most susceptible, but at the same time, I don't really think that they're that susceptible to the loss. Dan, before we let you go, we ask this each and every week, now that you have basketball content as well at OutsideTheHuddle.net, what should people look at when they uh, when they head to the site? Well, obviously, you can still look back at uh, all of our girls basketball preview coverage with all those teams, some of them not even playing yet. Uh, not playing until this weekend or even in the next week. Uh, we named our first five, our uh, culmination of our top 50 countdown, the top five girls in the area. That's part of that preview. Uh, we have a good feature story on Peyton Ball of Leo uh, talking about his balance between football and rugby. A lot of people may not know how much of a, a study is on the rugby pitch, but it's great there. We have a bounces fix for the week in basketball and continuing our top 50 countdown for boys hoops and then you know in the next week we'll break down each of the uh, regional matchups uh, more in depth so that'll be a, a another fun thing to look forward to all right man always good stuff and uh stay warm tomorrow don't worry just what three more weeks until we can watch football at lucas oil stadium hopefully that's right that's i'm so i'm going inside for basketball tonight and all day saturday so i can uh i can get warmed up a little bit smart guy all right man we'll catch you next week all right take it easy guys that's Dan Vance of OutsideTheHuddle.net joining us as he does each and every week to kick off the show. And uh, looking ahead, yeah, I feel we're getting, we're getting somebody out in 6A. 
5A and 4A with intra-conference uh, matchups, two from the SAC, one in the NE8. You have to like Concordia's chances. You have to like Eastside's chances. Both 1A teams are decided favorites. Uh, could be a really exciting regional round of football next week, most definitely in all six classes here locally. We're going to take a break, come back. Coach Chad Zolman, Homestead Spartans, will join us. You are listening to the ESPN High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet on ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 FM. On the field, your team wants to finish every drive with a score. With a new Chevy from Crumback Chevrolet, you'll prefer to keep driving. Maybe in the new and redesigned Silverado, the most dependable full-size pickup and best-in-class fuel economy. Or the Equinox, with modern design and technology, all packaged into a safe and versatile crossover. Looking for more family space? Then the mid-size Traverse will get you where you're going in style and comfort. And you can't lose with the Malibu or the all-new Blazer. Score today and find new roads this season with a visit to Crumback Chevrolet in New Haven. In the aftermath of tragic attacks such as the one at Santa Fe High School in Texas, there is often an increase in hoax threats to schools and other public places. Whether false threats are made on social media, verbally or otherwise, criminals could be locked behind prison doors for up to five years. FBI Deputy Director David Bowditch. The Bureau and its law enforcement partners take each threat seriously. We investigate and fully analyze each threat to determine its credibility. In addition to time behind bars and a fine, other consequences of this crime include emotional distress to students, school personnel, and parents. False threats also drain taxpayer money and divert valuable law enforcement resources away from other critical responsibilities. Making false threats is not a joke. Think before you post. Report threats and suspicious behavior to law enforcement and in emergencies, dial 911. With FBI This Week, I'm Molly Halpern of the Bureau. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football fields. Make good decisions. Don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. City streets or small towns, everyone deserves a clean, green community. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify communities. Let's do beautiful things. Visit kab.org. You're listening to the Crumback Chevrolet High School Coaches Show on ESPN Radio, 138 and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to the sectional championship edition of the ESPN High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet here to about 640-ish talking area high school basketball. We will give way to Brett Rump live from the Memorial Coliseum to bring you pregame coverage of the PFW Mastodons taking on the Manchester Spartans this evening, the home opener for the Mastodons at the Coliseum. So uh, good luck to the Mastodons tonight, but an abbreviated show. Got plenty to get to, though, between now and then. We're going to talk to Coach Grant Mosier, South Adams Starfires, a little later. But right now, we have Chad Zolman, Homestead Spartans, on the line with us. Coach, how is it going? 
It's going well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and Coach, we were on the sidelines, uh, the ops crew at uh, at, at uh, Northrop Spooler Stadium last week, but I think we were paying more attention to your game down in Noblesville. Uh, we were sweating bullets up here. I don't know how you were feeling on the sidelines. Uh Similar. It was a uh, it was a nail biter to say the least. Yeah, we didn't play very well, and uh, we're fortunate to get out of there with the win. Take us through that one because I think uh, those in the know, we were saying, you know, watch out for Noblesville. Not that they can knock you off, but they're better than the record indicates. And the longer they held around, it felt like the more and more confidence they got. But you guys made plays late when you needed to. Yeah, we uh, the first half we. Shot ourselves in the foot over and over. We had three turnovers, and uh, you know, in that that situation, the playoffs, you're getting everybody's best shot, and uh, they certainly played well uh, the whole night. And uh, the second half, we played better. But third quarter, we were still, you know, struggling a little bit. And fourth quarter, we kind of, uh, at the end of the fourth quarter, I guess, really found our rhythm and, and uh, had some had some breaks and some things go our way and uh, like I said the kids execute just enough to win which is uh, pretty exciting but uh, yeah it was it was it was a tough 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 win for sure coach take us through that final play of regulation where you tie it you score the touchdown uh, it looked like Noblesville dropped eight in coverage Luke had some time to sit there go through his progressions was able to find the receiver for the touchdown yeah it they did. They dropped eight into the end zone, if I remember correctly. And, um, you know, they did have a three-man rush, so we had a little bit of time. And the play broke down. It was a, it was a, it was kind of a scramble drill, and, and uh, he found Griff in the end zone and delivered the ball. And there was an out, just over the hands of an outstretched defender. It was uh, a pretty incredible play. What was the original play? Was Griffin the original wide or the primary receiver, or what was the call? Uh, we had, I think, we had something on to the right side, and we ended up going back to the left. So it wasn't originally Griff, but then they they scrambled a little bit because there's, you know, like you said, it, it, we had a little bit of time, and so found some open spots, and uh, Griff found it and caught it. I think you know. It was, uh, no, Coach, it was a great play, and I think we got to give credit all across the board to all 11 on the field, but Luke's ability to stand in that pocket, and he didn't have too much pressure, but to go through his progressions and not immediately thought, think he had to start taking off and running. You know, he stayed in there, felt comfortable, and made a play. I mean, that's a real, I mean, he's, he's a mature beyond his years in terms of his uh, a cerebral, um, you know, kind of feel of the game on the field, but that was a big-time play for a quarterback to not panic. Yeah, he does a lot of you know, peripherally, he steals rushes and uh, steps in and forward and steps right just to avoid some of the pressure. You know, he does some things like that pretty natural. And uh, he never loses focus downfield unless it's, you know, um, completely broken down and he needs to run. But uh, honestly, it's uh, you're right. A lot of quarterbacks have trouble with that. And he seems to be cool under pressure when we've known that for quite a while. I don't think we can move on without giving credit to your kicker because we, we talk so much about that play, but Gunner still has to come in and make a PAT to tie that one and then comes out on the field and wins it for you in overtime. Right. He made, he made them all all night, you know, and um, you're right. I mean, that was some pressure on that last one. There was no time on the clock, and it's a winner. If, you know, we, we lose if we miss, and we go to overtime if we don't or if we uh, make it. So it was, it was a pressure-filled kick. And then exactly right after that, in that first overtime, we just ran the ball to the left side and, and a couple plays. And on third down, we decided to kick it. And uh, he put it dead center and without hesitation. And, you know, and we 
it was just routine. That's what I told him when he walked out. It was just routine kick here, you know, and uh, he he just uh, stepped up and won the game. You know, it was a great, great effort on his part. Coach, let's look ahead. You got the Carroll Chargers coming up on Friday, a team you're obviously familiar with. Take us through the uh, the first game in which you guys were able to get that win at Carroll, 42-15. to 15. Well, I don't think the score really tells how hard fought that game was. It was a it was a tight game for a long time, and uh, we were able to pull away a little bit at the end. But it, you know, at halftime, I think we were up one point, or so, I don't even remember the score. But it was really tight. We made some mistakes in the first half, and they made some great plays, and um, we were fortunate to kind of turn things around in the second half. But it was a hard fought, hard hitting game, like we. You know, like you would expect with the two teams that know each other that well, and uh, we expect the same thing this week. Before we go delve more into detail tomorrow night, I, I got to give credit. To, you lose Braden Hardwick to an injury for the rest of the year, and, and a lot of people looked at it like, man, there goes the uh, the hardworking back in the backfield for Homestead. But the depth that you guys have been able to display at that position, Braden, a tremendous player, but it feels like the offense hasn't missed a beat with the guys you've been able to put back there in his place. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's really rough losing him. Honestly, he's a tremendous football player, and and it hurt us. And we're not the same without him. But we do have some guys that have stepped up and played played well. And uh, uh, you know, it's the way football unfortunately goes. It's some somebody uh, goes down with an injury, the next guy has to step up and play. And Ryan Burton and uh, Tyler Burris have done a tremendous job back there. And um, you know, have gotten better and better each week. And, you know, honestly, the offensive line uh, has really played well, too. So that that helps a lot. Coach, when you look at facing Jeffrey Becker, the sophomore quarterback for Carroll, he was so good last week in extending plays. He can be flushed out of the pocket, keep his eyes downfield. How tough is it to defend a quarterback like that that is really unpredictable in terms of what he can do, particularly if he goes outside the pocket? Well... You're exactly right. You can't prep for it during the week. You know, you, you try, but nobody's as fat. We don't have quarterbacks as fast as him, and uh, he's got tremendous arm strength. And like, like um, Luke, he looks, he stays um, looking downfield for plays when he's scrambling, and then he can deliver the ball with accuracy while he's running. And uh, you know, he extended plays over and over last week. He played so well last week. It was it was uh, a pretty impressive film to watch. On, on, on those guys. In fact, Carroll overall played really well. So, uh, yeah, he's a handful. Of, when you got a quarterback that's a dual threat like that, he's just, man, he can scramble and make 10 yards out of nothing. It's uh, Your offense can be pretty potent, and that was pretty evident last week. Coach, you're dealing with teenagers, and you know kids' minds are all over the place. When you beat a team, especially a rival, in the way that you guys did, 42-15, to 15, do you have to remind your guys, hey, it was a closer game than the score indicated, all that stuff? Do you have to, to make sure they're focused on a game against a team they've already handled once, or do you feel this team really, you know, really knows how to stay on an even keel, maybe particularly after the scare they got last week? Well, I... The blessing in disguise may be that you know they it was maybe a wake up call. We practiced really really well last week. When we came into Friday, it just uh, there was a we were rushed to get things around. I don't know that our focus was where it should be when we got there, and um, 
that was evident in our play, especially the first half. And so I think hopefully that's a wake-up call that if you don't come ready to play, you'll be turning your equipment in the next week. And uh, our kids have, 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 you know, listened well, and they've had a really good week of practice. And the whole week was about that exact thing. It's, it's you know, a single focus of... Uh, of every play that that's necessary to be successful at this level, and you know the margin of error as you go through the playoffs gets smaller and smaller, and uh, there's no exception this week, and so we have to play really well and that if, to be successful, and that's been the message, and they bought in, you know, and they've, they've practiced really well this week. Coach, it's supposed to be a cold one tomorrow, and this is Omer Stadium last week. Uh, how often do you feel the cold while you're coaching? Does it ever come into your mind? Because that was the only thing that was going through my head last week was how cold I was, and I'm sure I'll do the same thing coming up tomorrow night. Uh, you really don't think about it much, and I'm moving around enough that I stay pretty warm, but honestly, I guess if your toes and fingers get numb, that's when it it starts to hit you, but uh, <laughs> honestly, uh, if the, if the wind is it's not too bad, it's survivable. And last week was honestly it wasn't pretty. It wasn't bad last week in Noblesville. It was it it, it was pretty good playing conditions actually. So uh, and you know it looks like the wind's not going to be bad. It's just going to be cold. So the kids that are out there playing, um, it doesn't phase them much. It's the ones that have to, the younger kids on the sideline. They think it gets too more. Well, if you're dealing with November Friday nights and the cold, that means uh, you're having a good season, right? Because you're playing November football. That's exactly right. And it's a privilege (laughs) to be in this position. All right, Coach. Hey, good luck tomorrow night. Should be a dandy out at Homestead. Carroll Homestead for the Sectional 3 6A championship game. Good luck tomorrow, Coach, and we'll talk to you down the line. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for all you do. That's Coach Chad Zolman of the undefeated Homestead Spartans, 10-0, escaping Noblesville last week, 24-21 overtime victory. Now they focus on a familiar opponent, the Carroll Chargers, a team that Homestead took care of 42-15 to in Week 7 of the high school football season. We're going to take a break, come back. Coach Grant Mosier, South Adams Starfires, will help us wrap up the show. You are listening to the sectional championship edition of the ESPN High School Coaches Show, presented by Crumback Chevrolet on ESPN Radio. 1380 and 100.9 FM. On the field, your team wants to finish every drive with a score. With a new Chevy from Crumback Chevrolet, you'll prefer to keep driving. Maybe in the new and redesigned Silverado, the most dependable full-size pickup and best-in-class fuel economy. Or the Equinox, with modern design and technology, all packaged into a safe and versatile crossover. Looking for more family space? Then the mid-size Traverse will get you where you're going in style and comfort. And you can't lose with the Malibu or the all-new Blazer. Score today and find new roads this season with a visit to Crumback Chevrolet in New Haven. As an organ donor, your story doesn't have to end. The good in you can live on. In fact, you could save up to eight lives with your gifts. Your heart could keep beating. Your kidneys could keep filtering. And your intestines could keep on digesting for others. And that's not all. You can improve the lives of 50 more people as an eye and tissue donor. Restoring sight and health. And you're not just helping out the person receiving the transplant. You're touching whole families with your life-saving gift. Register in minutes. Just go to organdonor.gov. You'll be happy you did. And just maybe, someone else will be happy too. Sign up today. Go to organdonor.gov. 
It saves lives. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Standing up for what's right. Helping out when things go wrong. Seeking the truth and speaking our minds. Not just making records, but breaking them. Leading the way behind the camera, beyond the runway, and on the silver screen. Not just making our mark, but making a difference. Now that's a job for a Girl Scout. Girl Scouts, preparing girls for a lifetime of leadership. On the field, your team wants to finish every drive with a score. With a new Chevy from Crumback Chevrolet, you'll prefer to keep driving. Maybe in the new and redesigned Silverado, the most dependable full-size pickup and best-in-class fuel economy. Or the Equinox, with modern design and technology, all packaged into a safe and versatile crossover. Looking for more family space? Then the mid-size Traverse will get you where you're going in style and comfort. And you can't lose with the Malibu or the all-new Blazer. Score today and find new roads this season with a visit to Crumback Chevrolet in New Haven. Now back to the Crumback Chevrolet High School Coaches Show on ESPN Radio, 13.8 at 100.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone, for the final time to the sectional championship week edition of the ESPN High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet. Thank you to Coach Chad Zolman of the Homestead Spartans. Joined us before the break, breaking down his team's matchup coming up on tomorrow night against Carroll, uh, sectional three, class 6A championship on the other end of the spectrum sectional 43 we have the undefeated south adam starfires hosting four and seven madison grant for a class 1a sectional title on the line tomorrow night head coach of the south adam starfires joining us live from the field is mr grant mosher coach what's up hey how you doing kenny i'm actually in the press box a little bit warmer up here right now oh nice while everybody else is suffering out there head coach is just hanging out in the uh press box huh Absolutely, that's the goal here. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you going to coach from the press box then tomorrow? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to Joe Paterno it. <laughs> there I mean, you they'll, go. They'll, they'll, they'll anyway. My coaches do all the work anyway, so it's not going to really matter whether whether I'm there or not. Right? That's true. They, you you got good pizza in the press box too. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, Coach, let's look back real quick. Monroe Central, 28-6 win last week. It was a team you knocked off earlier this year. And coaches always say it's always terrifying to play a team twice, especially when it's a good program in Monroe Central. So what was the message going into last week's game? Yeah, they had, they had me nervous, Justin. They really did. They're a good They're a good ball team. They, they're, they're probably the best team we've played this year. Um, and, and the first time we played them, we had some injuries, and we ended up pulling away at the end in like a 36-15 win. And then coming, and they're really well coached too. Coming in last Friday again, we were, I was kind of nervous. Our kids maybe weren't nervous, but I was a little bit nervous. Just like, I know how good they are and how well they're coached. Um, and didn't want uh, all this hype we have looking by a good team like North Central. So I was proud of our, our kids, but especially our defense played phenomenal all night long. They had the ball about three times at our 20 yard line and didn't score any of those three uh, opportunities. We, we I, I'm maybe biased, obviously, but I think we have the best D coordinator in the area. Um, I'll take Scott Steiner versus anybody out there, including hopefully Casey's listening from Dwanger. But he's, <laughs> he's one of he's one of the best by far. Just the way he puts game plans together, adjustments at halftime, and then the, the way he gets kids to play for him on defense. He, he's been phenomenal all year with these guys. And and our senior linebackers, Grace Sprunger and Nick Stuber, have been absolutely incredible. Uh, Nick Miller played another well of a ball game, and he had two or three sacks on Friday night at defensive end. So our defense won the game for us, and our offense did just enough to get it done. 
And that's kind of, you know, the, the recurring message for South Adams uh, out of us idiots, you know, on the radio and TV and, and right. print is, <laughs> you, I, you were quick to back that up, was, oh, you know, way. well, you know, South Adams, the, the offense is just phenomenal, right? But the, the offense isn't always going to be phenomenal week after week, right? Especially when we get deep in the postseason, you know, you mix in weather factors. So how... How key is it to be able to trust your defense? Because, you know, man, once or twice, just like sometimes the offense has to bail out the defense, sometimes during a, a, a course of a season, the defense is going to have to be on point for a, maybe a struggling offense. Absolutely. Our offense has been, been obviously, has put up a lot of records and numbers this year. Uh, James Allen just went over 5,000 passing yards in his career last Friday night. Um, and real quick, before I talk to you more, he's incredible. He, he goes 5,000 yards uh, passing on the career. And he's the last one in the locker room, sweeping the locker room later that night. So that's our, that's our junior quarterback captain who, who does a, hits a milestone like 5,000 yards and sweeps the locker room. But we, our offense has been, has been great. We're averaging about 44, 45 points right now a game. And our record, I think, is South Adams, maybe 32 points a game in a season. Um, so we're well above that right now. And we're putting up a lot of yards. Got a lot of yards. Now we are, we are trying to get less less dependent on, on the passing game, like you said, whether it's a factor now in the playoffs, things like that. So we do have two very capable, very tough Hard-nosed running backs and Nick Stewart and Christian Somerset. Stewart's back from his uh, little knee injury, so he's playing both ways now again, which is huge for us. Um, our offensive line has been great all year, giving up one sack on the season, and that was until uh, the first week of sectionals. But like, but like you just said, there our defense is the backbone, and that's we get so much credit in offense. It's fun to watch and throwing the ball over, and it's uh, gets, it's all the names in the papers and everything. But defensively, we we are shutting people down right now. I think we've also tied the record defensively for five shutouts in the season, and I don't know how many two or three games we've given up points with our twos that play the entire second half. So, I mean, our, our defense is playing really well. We have some injuries, things like that. Juice Justin went down last week during practice, which is a huge loss for us. But he's rehabbing hard. Hope to have him back uh, as soon as we can. But uh, we want to keep going here. Madison Grant's a tough team. They are. They're, they're on a hot streak right now. The last four games in a row they've won, scored about 50 points per game. Um, they run a straight T, straight T offensively. They run misdirection really well. They carry their fakes out. Um, and, they, and they want to win. They're, they're riding that Cinderella store right now, and that's dangerous come playoff time. Anything happened in November. Yeah, that was kind of leading into my next question. You look at Madison Grant, they've won four straight. Three of those games, they've scored over 50 points. They put up 24 points against Eastern in Week 2. That's an undefeated Eastern team. Uh, they did lose that game 42-24. So it looks like Madison Grant put up some points. So how do you protect against that misdirection? Do, you, do they look comparatively to any team you've seen already this year in terms of offensive style? Yeah, we actually scrimmaged Blackbird uh, during our scrimmage in the, in the uh in early August. So this coach, Brady Turner, Madison Grant's actually a disciple of Coach Cihai. He, he was coached by Coach Cihai, who's now black, but when he was a Madison Grant, so he's run the same kind of offense which we faced uh, during our scrimmage, that straight tee. So we have our reads down from that still, so we've been repping reads and assignments all, all week long, making sure our defensive ends are, are doing their assignments and contain. Our linebackers are reading, cross-reading the uh, opposite uh, running back. So we'll get our reads here and get our communication and get set quick. Hopefully we're going to be okay tomorrow night. But like I said, they're, they're a dangerous team right now and they have nothing to lose. And all the pressure is going to be on us because we're 11-0 and expected to win. So the, the nice thing I told them on Monday, we always meet on Monday, obviously, and go through the scouting report, things like that, is we've, we've been favored a lot this year and we've never really played down to our opponent's level yet. So I, hopefully that maturity we have from our upperclassmen keep going through this week and carry us on. We obviously looming next week would be possibly a matchup with Adam Central. We've been we've uh, kind of banned the Adam Central word this week and make sure we're only talking Madison Grant because if we don't, we'll get upset at home. 
Yeah, that's got, kind of leads into my final question, Coach. You know, you're you're 12 weeks in now. We're about to play your 12th game. What has kept Grant Mosier up at night more? The fact that, you know, other teams and what they're going to bring or being kind of terrified that your kids are going to overlook a certain opponent? Uh, I've been kind of the most probably by Justin Kinney's articles that he writes about <laughs> South Adams football. <laughs> yeah, that, that dude, uh, he, he likes hyping you guys up, setting you up for failure. <laughs> no, it's it's been such a fun team to coach. These kids are incredible. They work hard. Their work ethic's been phenomenal. Obviously, they're really talented. But along with that talent comes the work ethic and the brotherhood, where they really are kind of selfless this year. That was our worry was we have so much talent. Are we going to get rid of selfishness where if you're not getting your touches on offense and Nate Miller's only getting one pass and Tissman and Warner are getting the rest of them, is he going to be upset? But we've done a really good job of being selfless right now, and that's been huge for us going forward. And then our leadership's been phenomenal. Our four captains, Stuber, Bomber, Grady Sprunger, and James Allen have been absolutely incredible getting this team ready to go. And more than just that, our kids are excited. Um, these freshmen are part of the 2016 sectional championship team where they experience what it's like to win at home where your student section runs on the field, rushes the field, and you celebrate together, get your pictures in the end zone. Um, and Burn brings fire trucks down to go on a fire truck ride around Burn when it's freezing cold. But we get the town woken up at 11 o'clock when the town usually closes down about 6 o'clock on a Friday night to wake them up. <laughs> championships. So that's kind of the goal tomorrow is using some uh, getting ready for what that could be and what it looks like to uh, win another trophy. But again, like I said, we've got to guard against complacency and, and be ready to go. We'll get upset in, in a big game, but we're excited to win another trophy hopefully tomorrow night. Madison Grant and South Adams for the sectional 43 championship tomorrow night. 7 o'clock kickoff, is that correct, Coach? That's right, and I have your seat right here in the press box with the pizza ready for you tomorrow night, right? Oh, man, that's awesome. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you, sir. Take care. That is Coach Grant Mosier, South Adams Starfires, joining us 11-0 South Adams, 4-7 Madison Grant coming up tomorrow night, 7 o'clock kickoff. That's going to do it for us. We have to make way for Brett Rump and the pregame show for the PFW Mastodons home opener coming up against the Manchester Spartans tonight, 7 o'clock tip-off from the Memorial Coliseum. Coming up after the break, the pregame show live from the Coliseum. For D.C. Hendricks, I am Justin Kenny. This has been the ESPN High School Coaches Show presented by Crumback Chevrolet on ESPN Radio 1380 and 100.9 FM. Crumback Chevrolet High School Coaches Show with Justin Kinney. Presented by Crumback Chevrolet in New Haven. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Serving Allen County for 46 years in county. On Highway 930 just west of New Haven High School. Thanks for listening on ESPN Radio 138 at 100.9 FM. For a complete schedule of upcoming games, go to ESPNFortWayne.com. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.